You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Fantastic from the Russian Leg Sweep. I'm here with uh, my co-host. I'm Sam. What's up, Sam? Uh, not much. And Mikey. You know, when we were uh, putting together this podcast, I was really looking for the easiest way to do things. We did some searching, and we found Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or on your computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. Like, that's what I do. I make it sound great. You know? They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and many more. They'll get you everywhere you need to be. Like Korea. Korea. They'll listen to you in Korea. South Korea. Thank you, Anchor. (laughs) You can easily make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means we're making money right now by reading this ad. Like, I could just listen to it and I'd make money? Right. We would make money. What? With no minimum listenership. Please. I mean, if you, I mean, you're listening to us right now anyway, so you're checking So out you're Anchor. already on Anchor. So I appreciate that. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Now on with the show. Due to the graphic nature of this program, viewer discretion is advised. going on everybody it's saturday at one o'clock you know what that means time to party welcome to the russian leg sweep it's me mike fantastic and as always i'm with my co-host the co-founder of pardon me the founder of i, I say, co, say co-founder and then, like i like it just keeps going the founder of cutthroat productions horrorcore icon comatose the uh co-founder of omahiro films overall handsome boy mr sam rocha and our special Where guest host, subbing in for Marvelous Mikey Taylor, who is with the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour at the Grand Con 4 in Grand Island, Nebraska, representing all of us there, including, uh, well, the Russian Leg Sweep and the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. So he's out there. But this week we have uh, Bouncer Extraordinaire, mover of power machines, fucking super handsome, audiovisual guru, the Moose. What's going on, fellas? Good morning. After, no, afternoon. Sorry, not afternoon. It's not morning. It's one o'clock in the damn afternoon. Hi. How are in you, bud? In the damn afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Woke up this morning, had me a fantastic breakfast with uh, a, uh, let's see, like a blueberry mix 
And my girlfriend made some sausage, some of those country fried potatoes, and a big tall cup of coffee. That's where you start. Ready to poop. I am. No, <laughs> no, I took care of that before the business. Before this. <laughs> Bravo. One of those sir. juicy blueberry poops. <laughs> yeah. How are you, Michael? Man, I'm doing all right. Pretty. Uh, I got out and about this week about three three times. I can't believe it. It's like a record. I six months. I left, yeah, I haven't left the house in a long time, and uh, I went to the doctor. Things. I had a good uh, good MRI ish. It went pretty good. So you that was good. About those nurses. Oh yeah, dude. No, they. That's a good <laughs> so story. I, so, so for those for those who don't know i have a, a a a small tumor on my pituitary gland and uh i went in for my for an mri it's like 2 years since i've been diagnosed maybe 3 years now that it's since i've been diagnosed with it but i went in for the first mri i've had in probably 2 years maybe and uh they got everything done and they the, the, i was called by two nurses and they both i didn't answer either call they just left voicemails and they told me the situation with okay, yeah, da, 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 you're, it's still there, blah blah blah. Um, and the, then they're explained to me like, call us, you know, come back in six months like usual, but call us if you you can't see your peripheral vision goes bad, or um, uh, mm, uh, and they stamp both of them at the exact same time stammered around if you start leaking from your nipples. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> so just like, all right, <laughs> I watch for ni- nipple leakage. Hopefully, there won't be any. There hasn't been in like, I've been alive over sixteen thousand days. So <laughs> I mean, no, no nipple leakage the ever outside of like is intact. Yeah, the streak is intact. Um, every day and the then nipples I went are dry I, is a good day on Earth. Exactly, dude. And then I went to the the eye doctor, which was pretty exciting. She, we got a new eye doctor. She's super cool. Just like the best experience I've ever had at a eye doctor, if you can believe, like it was outstanding. And she she like understood my crooked eyes and my light sensitivity, and she's like, "You're gonna see better now." I'm like, "Fucking hey, thank you. I haven't been able to, like this is great." And well, that's kind it, of important. It, yeah, especially because my my vision is always blurry just from my miscellane, miscellaneous ailments and whatnot. But it, it was it was a big plus and. I mean, shit is good, man. I've I've had a really solid week. Sam, what about you, man? What what's what's new? Um, I am putting a lot on my plate this week. Uh, I've had two production assignments: one that given by you, one given by some kid in Holland. Um, Holland, yeah. The the kid in Holland doesn't quite understand rap construction. He's just like the Dutch. Here's my bars. Can you figure it out? And I'm like, no, I can't figure it out, dude. You need to tell me how many counts this is. I can't tell you where you're going to stop and where you're going to start in your song, like. So him and I have been kind of going back and forth about what he wants, and I still don't know if he quite gets verse construction. You know, normal is about a 16. You can go 20. 24 is a little long, but he's got like two 24s and eight, a four-bar instrumental. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, boy. Whatever you want, dude. And then, of course, you hit me up with the uh, retro hip-hop assignment of flipping Mama Said Knock You Out again. So that was yes. quite the delight because that's something I've always wanted to do. And then, of course, you know, uploading the audio and then prepping for April 2nd's uh, live cast for Comatose. A uh, little Comatose Kills on Twitch. Should be fun doing a little Ooh. something different. Um, I hope everybody tunes in. I'm um, getting batteries charged, things getting set up, and uh, should be a good time. So, busy, busy boy. Again, when is Comatose Kills? That is April 2nd, 10 p.m. Central Time, live right here on this station. 
It's live from Studio C. That's right. Lewis, what about you? How was your week, bud? Uh, my week was uh, was pretty good. Um, was way out in just just west of Wahoo, Nebraska, uh, wiring a house for a fully home automation, cool. which is thanks to uh, uh, Starlink. Everybody can get decent internet out in the country these days. Um, it's fully satellite internet. It'll pull down 200 meg. So that's looking forward to finishing that. Um, was pretty stoked about the uh, after watching last week's uh, Russian Lake sweep. Sam texted me and said, "Hey, Mikey's going to be gone. So do you think you can fill in for the day?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." He's like, "Can you get it? You know, you get. Do you have your streaming set up? Set up. Do you have your streaming set up uh, set together? Up. Do you yet? have your setup set up? You got the no, my setup set up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, but I guess I'm going to." So, uh, I appreciate you coming in clutch. Otherwise it was you or the chicken boy. And I can't stand fucking Kevin. He's just <laughs> works my fucking nerves. I don't want to have to hear that idiot for an hour and a half. I, I, I put up with them for 15, 20 years. It's good enough. I think <sighs> next, a, next time somebody's got Kevin is cut. We're going to do four. Oh, we'll bring in Moose and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say fully automated, like, is that like, like the shades go up and down by themselves? I, I'm curious what, what what the install does? What would you do? The it's just it's just laying the groundwork at this point. It's uh, just wiring it in while the house is still in studs. That, oh, that type so of thing. the house yeah, isn't really it, done. It's no, oh, no, gotcha. the house isn't done. So I'm, but yeah, he will be able to thermostat, uh, blinds, uh, front door, side door, garage door. He can operate all of that from his phone from at Nebraska where I work and here in Nebraska as where he lives way out in Wahoo. So That's he can, wild. so if he, someone shows up to his house and he wants to unlock the door, he's just got to open his phone and unlock the door. We live That's in a incredible. fucking future. You could really fuck with somebody pretty good with that. That's great. <laughs> Wahoo, Nebraska, where my grandfather was born. Shout out to Wahoo. Shout out Wahoo. Also the home, home base of David Letterman for. I did not know bed. that. Yeah, that's where he, like the, the they did the top ten. That's where he said from the home office in Wahoo, Nebraska. Does this guy know how to party or what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Wrestling news this week: the big story is Triple H has retired from in-ring performance, which was kind of thought of. I guess he had a he he well he had an interview with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. He had a pneumonia, a viral pneumonia that nearly took his life. Uh, and they had to put a defib in his heart, yeah. so he is he is just unable to professionally wrestle anymore. They, he didn't really go into what he was going to continue to do for WWE, but Triple H, his career is over. Yeah. Thoughts? I I, I think uh, his career has kind of been over. When's the last time he was in the ring? Was it WrestleMania thirty? I think he was at the last WrestleMania. Was it last year? Yeah, in I ring. Think so. He was in ring last yeah. year. Oh, I did not know that. I, he always know. comes around for WrestleMania. He doesn't does a match oh. with somebody. So I mean, it's not a terrible loss. I mean, Jean Paul Levesque is is a great mind. You know, he made NXT what it was. It's really sad that they either a yanked it from him or he gave it up because of health reasons. I just it's a tragedy. I think it's going to be a combination. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's something between you know between the left and right fence. So that's a real shitty thing because NXT kind of gave us the goods and then now it kind of doesn't. So that kind of sucks. Um, 
great hell of a worker. One of the best heels in the game. Um, he was called the game. So, <laughs> and it's true. He was the game. Um, rest in peace, Terror Ryza. Yeah. Terror Ryzen. Moose, what you Moose, think? Moose, any thoughts? Uh, not really. Um, Triple H did like, like you, like you said, it was a long, illustrious career. He's danced with the top of the top and the lowest of the low. He's, he had a lot of heat backstage because he was, I think he was one of those guys that would constantly like step on the necks of the little guys to get where he was at. And it worked for him. And I'm glad it got, got to him. I wasn't always the hugest fan of Triple H. He had real heat. I mean, he was good at what he did, but he kind of did it in a crappy way, in my opinion. I mean, that's kind of the way I think in a way is it is with a lot of the guys who were top, top, like Hogan, Rock, people like that. I think they've all stepped on some heads on the way to the top. You know, it just, I think it's nature of the business. Triple H really took, I think he took a harder way than, than he's getting credit for because he's the only one that, that stayed that wasn't shot. You know, the, the click there when they broke up and they did that big public Madison square garden steel cage hug. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Hall and Nash left. And then Shawn Michaels was Shawn Michaels. Triple H got the fucking brunt of the punishment. And he took every single thing with, with a smile on his face. And he ended up marrying the boss's daughter because of it. But it, I mean, it, <laughs> it, 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 so I mean, it, 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 I don't know. I think, I think he's just one of the best in ring performers. He's like a modern Absolutely. day Bre- Bret Hardish oh, type, sure. type, type guy. Absolutely. And uh, he made everybody look great. Like from Mick, Fo- yeah. Mick Foley without him, Mick Foley, The Rock, Chris Jericho, like, like all of them had great, great feuds with him. And like, if you were... just su- go ahead, go ahead. Oh, it, I- it just, it's it just like a, a really, Reminder that anything can happen to anyone at any time. Like he's the most healthy fucking human being that he works out every day. He's mm-hmm. enormous. Like he he's incredibly physically fit. He he's active in all facets of his life. And pneumonia nearly killed him. Yeah. So I mean it can it can happen. It's sobering. I hear you. Um what I would say about Triple H a nice summation is you you've got ring generals, and what do they give generals? They give them stars. You got a one star general, two star. He is definitely a five-star ring general. He could carry anybody through a match, in my opinion, and make it look good. 100%. That's a solid, solid assessment there. Thank you. Um, Only AEW big news. The Owen Hart Cup is finally starting, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, the first, the opening match will be the Bunny versus an unknown competitor, a recent, a former WWE. I thought it was uh, 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 Bunny and a mystery tag team partner is what I understood. Not that she's going against a mystery. Player. No, it's one on one. But it's the Owen Hart Tag Team Cup. No, no. Oh, I thought it was. No, it's a sing- single tournament for men, and then there's a single tournament for the women. Oh, I thought it was a tag team cup. My bad. Yes. So the buddy will be taking on. I'm guessing Ember Moon, but I have no idea. Hmm. I, I have no, no idea either. Thought, Tony yeah. Khan pulls magic out of his ass constantly, so you know the 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 sky is the limit. But let me tell you something. Bunny's getting my vote. Yeah, I'm a huge bunny. I'm a bunny mark. Mm-hmm. The fact that she goes uh, hardcore and mm-hmm. just doesn't care, and she's a rather attractive woman on the eyes. Attractive hardcore wrestlers, I'm here for it, Sage Sin. Easy on the <laughs> eyes. I wish Sage Sin, Sage Sin would respond to my emails. I wish you would turn your microphone around so people could hear you. <laughs> turn Is it. this not right? There How you about go. This? Like this? 
boyfriend. Oh, I thought it was like a side talker. No, it's a front. Talker. Oh, there's three weeks of fuck ups. <laughs> Four weeks, maybe. I don't know. Huh? It's what fine. Do? I just noticed you kept going farther to the side, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hello. It's anyway. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about wrestling wise before we dive into uh, the highly highly I'm, exciting I'm shit curious. we're going to talk about? I'm curious about your thoughts about Scorpio Sky taking the title off of Sammy. I'm fine with it. I don't. I think Sammy Sammy Guevara is so cringy right now. His really? his whole fucking persona with Tay Conti and with wiping off the belt. Yeah, that, it's funny. Kinda. It was funny. It was funny for the pro, but then like the fact that they went out there with that tweet. Yeah, and they, like the the post the post promo shit. Like the fr- the promo thing was hilarious. Like ah, Dan Lambert kissed the jizz. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'll laugh at that a hundred hundred times out of a hundred. But like eh. rice. Mm. And the, <laughs> she's she's Portuguese, Brazilian. Well, I, I thought you were talking about how many is a Brazilian. Well, I was talking about <laughs> you know. The, yeah. Okay. Fine. It's fine. It's oh, you're talking about Guevara. Yeah, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, Tasting the, the Spanish rice. Also, Tay Conti should never cut a promo. No, not yet. Ever. Good God, that was cringy. Oof. She's just she's not good at that yet. Mm-hmm. She's good at everything else. She's fun to look at. She's a real solid wrestler. Do you think I, uh, Scorpio mm-hmm. Sky keeps the title for a while? Yeah. How long do you think? Well, I think he'll probably have at least a three month reign. They, I mean, AEW. Really caters to short attention. It's it, there's a lot of short attention span theater mixed in with the the couple long term stories that they tell. Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're really trying to balance it. So I think he'll he'll be like a, a three month or four month or. What what's your? I, I imagine he'll probably oh, maybe maybe all ego Egan Page Egon Page breaks up Egon with Page. him and they, <laughs> they have a few. Yeah, that's what Dan Housen calls him Egon. <laughs> I love that. The ones. Do you guys see the award winners for 2021 in all, all Elite Wrestling? I no, I saw that they announced it. I voted, I, but I didn't see who I, I won. I saw part of it, and right. it was so hokey. I kind of was like, eh, yeah. no good. Who but won? I, who won I, everything? I want to get, I w- I get your guys' opinion on this. Now, what do you th- – the biggest surprise of the year, what do you think that was? Well, in my opinion, it's Dan Housen because I popped the hardest. Like, my, <laughs> I don't my think dick, was nominated, My dick though. hit the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> went out the roof, started glowing. It looked like a beacon. It was very on the top nice of my and roof. very evil. So that that very was my win. I don't remember what the biggest surprise was. Everybody's. It was the winner was Adam Cole and Brian Danielson at their debut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool. Was it a surprise? Now, this this the best moment on the Mike Award does not surprise me one bit. Not one single bit. It was CM Punk returns to professional wrestling at AEW. Yeah. Right yeah. Page. That excited every, yeah. It was, that, yeah. Everybody was, I mean, the internet, it was just on fire oh, when, when that debuted. Uh, biggest what WTF moment? What do you think that was? Danhausen, again. I will <laughs> Danhausen it wins was Anna J and Ty Conte versus Ali and Penelope Ford at New Year's Eve street fight. Oh, well, yeah. That, yeah, that was an excellent street fight. I don't think that's a what yeah. the fuck moment. I think that's yeah. a, like, a damn fun moment. What the fuck are you talking about? What, yeah, the, that what was, were the other nominees? Uh, let's see. We uh, I don't have the other nominees in front of me. I just saw the results of the... It's a good match. Ford. It was a good match. That's what I was saying. It was uh, fun to watch. Best Twitter follower is Nyla Rose. High, high flyer of the year. Any guesses? Uh, Penta, probably. Phoenix? Dante Martin. 
Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's pretty yeah. good. I didn't, I didn't see Dante oh. Martin jump off the cage, but that's fine. <laughs> now this one got my vote. Also, biggest beatdown was Hangman Page goes one hour against Brian Daniels. Oh, yeah, yeah what a match! Yeah, both. Of, yeah, that was incredible. Uh, best tag team brawl. Brawl? Probably had the Young Bucks yeah. in there somewhere, didn't it? Maybe yeah, it was the Lucha Brothers defeat the Young Bucks in a steel cage. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a great match too. Yeah. High flying win. Um, win. Right? What was that? Go ahead. The two, the last three are uh, breakout female star of the year. Was that Conti? Uh, Cargill. Oh, okay. Jade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And back to your point, Mike. Uh, breakout star of the year. Our Dan House champion. Book? Our new champion. Sammy Guevara. <laughs> no, Sammy G. It was Dan yeah, I mean, he had a big year. Yeah, he did. And he's he tremendous really in the ring. Every answer so and was Danhausen. I don't care what you say. <laughs> so what about Friday? Is, is there is there a match on Friday? I saw that. What do you mean? Did you see Friday Rampage? I didn't watch it. I have it. not yet. Yeah. Uh, Danhausen and Hook ran into each other. Like, Yeah, it's going to happen. Hook came up the ramp from getting his dumb, stupid certificate from QT Marshall. And Hook just comes out, or, you know, come, not Hook, fucking Danhausen comes out walking towards the ring. Hook runs into him and gives him that. He cursed him? Yep. And then nothing happened. No. And then Hook just walked past him like, you a sucker. So I'm guessing that's the start of their feud or angle or whatever the fuck they're going to do. Oh, my God. So I'm guessing he's cleared to wrestle now. But the problem he's is getting- with that, how are you going to make, because I don't, I don't see Dan Housen going over. I really don't. There's no reason. Well, he doesn't need to win anything ever. Yes, he does. He like needs to he's, win everything. What the fuck are you talking about? I, I mean, I hear you. I want him to be uh, have all the belts. Like, don't get me wrong. Thank you. But, like, he doesn't need. He's a star, period. All, all he does he is, needs all the human money. All he monies. does is roll out from under the ring, and everybody's like, oh, my God. He needs all the human money. The whole crowd turns into fucking Chris Kloss from XPW. <laughs> He needs all the human titles. He needs all the human fame. He needs to <laughs> and all, all the, the human, human money. TVs, okay. So shout out to Dan Housen. Yeah, shout out Dan <laughs> There's been a lot of tweets. I guess he's been going to the gym. So there's a lot of like tweets out with him and miscellaneous people. Like there's one this morning from him and Preston Vance and Smart Mark, Smart, Smart, Smart Mark Sterling. Yeah. And it's two muscle guys and smart Mark Sterling. And like Preston Vance is huge. And the Dan Houses is like, he's like, <laughs> is, he, is he out in the gym in full makeup or Galia? Yeah. Jeez. He's in full makeup and he has like, he has shorts on, but he has like a full, this full like frock, on, <laughs> like long sleeve frock on too. It's fucking incredible, dude. Jesus. Uh, um, <laughs> any other news to go over that I can think of? Now that I can think of, just remember to tune. We're going to do review shows of the XPW California King of the Deathmatch tournament coming up, as well as the oh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, the Supercard of Honor that will feature the greatest match of all time: FTR versus Dumb Boys. And I publicly, I would like to say that Tony Khan has publicly acknowledged the Briscoes because I was listening to Busted Open, and mm-hmm. he said their name, and he said that uh, he's excited to see this match. It's the match everyone's wanted. So uh, hopefully, you know, uh, they stick around for a while and maybe they invade an angle or two here and there. It's just me. That would make me happy. Honestly, it's me too. I try to fucking be anti-Briscoes just for fun sometimes, but I really love them. You really do. Every time I bring them up, you're like, oh, fuck the Briscoes. And I'm like, you make me sad. Well, it's just because he said he would kill that guy, kill that kid or kill the teacher. It was not nice. 
He was just believing in God. Crazy West Virginian Hicks. Yeah, fucking God ruins everything. Jeez. Yeah, fucking <laughs> God, man. We're on the Bible Belt. <laughs> exactly. Old tweets. I'm just trying to keep us on the air so we don't get fucking banned <laughs> for all of our all of our horrible fucking takes on everything. That's okay. We're fine. I can tell because I know that we all love this fucking pay-per-view and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I want to take you into Let's go to January 5th, 1996, the ECW full of 1,150 rabid fucking fans. This pay-per-view, which wasn't a pay-per-view, actually. It's just put that way on the uh, WWE Network, but uh, it was released on home video. Uh, it's full of pies. A lot of pies on this <laughs> pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, the bread. We'll talk about the it's bread. Spot. Um, there's a lot of women choking. Yeah. Several, like, men choking women, which is not... In, there's a lot of violence towards women that gets frowned upon now. I Matt Cardona did uh he he put hands on Mickey Mickey James to get some heat on that uh tag team. There's a tag team angle coming in impact with Cardona and Chelsea Green versus Nick Aldis and Mickey James. And he put his hands on it and the internet went crazy. They're like, oh my god, women hitting women. They could not fucking handle, wrestling. Yeah, they could not handle wrestling from ninety eight to two thousand two. There's a lot of frying pans. Yep. As well. And uh, the denied club is something I want to take first off. Did you know <laughs> the guy in the crowd had the club? The car, and the tried car club. To, yeah. He looks so somberly. So here's the thing <laughs> I wake up at six in the morning because I, right. I couldn't sleep. I'm like, well, might as well watch the pay per view because I was going to watch it last night. But I was like, eh, I can wake up early and watch it. So I figured I was going to get by yeah. eight, eight thirty, have my morning cornflakes and fucking watch ecw sounds like a great set do you eat cornflakes no not really i had jimmy's egg this morning i had a southwest uh pork scramble and uh some cinnamon streusel pancakes it was fucking jimmy's tits. egg you eat there too oh, i love yeah. that place oh yeah it's fucking tits um so six o'clock this morning i'm getting up and taking my duke my morning constitutional my wife texts me where are you i'm like i'm on the couch about to watch ecw she's like okay i'm gonna come join you so her little sleepy face comes out lays on the couch oh. and she's like is that a club? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that is a club. It's a fucking club. Like a don't steal my car club. This dude is that like, poor man was, he was so my, disappointed. My club. And he's like, no, and they're like, no, no, they ignored it. Yeah. Now I have a club story. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Please uh, take my club. Clubs for the poor. I, uh, one, I went, uh, I once was in McAllen, Texas. I don't know if I've told you the story before in the airport. Mm-mm. And uh, apparently it was, I was heading to Mexico, but I was in McAllen, Texas on a layover and they had commercials going on the airport. I guess in McAllen, car theft was so horrible that the people that made the club gave every citizen in McAllen, Texas, a club wow. to bring down auto theft. And it, and it worked great. And it was one of the big catalysts for the club taking over in the early, late nineties, early two thousands. But yeah, McAllen, Texas and the club, I, I, actually have a history with the club, so I understand why. I couldn't believe he gave it away. Shout out to McCallum. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on the... I, I, do we call this an opening match? Do we call this a segment? What the fuck happened? Before we jump into the opening segment, which is all action all the time, by the way, yeah. there there was a match that wasn't... that's not on the actual show on the network. That doesn't surprise uh, me. But it's, it's important because it was like the last... Uh, it was the bad crew, who was Jake Kremer and Paul... Uh, Olstick Jr., they're just guys that wrestled in CZW and ECW in the 90s against JT Smith, who ended up being uh, the Broad Street Bully, mm-hmm. and uh, Tony Stetson. Tony Stetson was like early ECW. He was one of the first stars. 
Um, won the tag team title a couple times. But Tony Stetson, it was his last appearance in ECW. It was not tell. It was not included in the television thing, but uh, that did happen. It was his last appearance. So yeah, that was like a dark match that happened late in the card. Like I, past like, the main event, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, no, it was before. I think it was it before the Sabu match. Okay. Interesting. But uh, here we go. We're opening the show. We got Joey Styles out there talking. Bill Alfonso comes out screaming and yelling, blowing the whistle. My my I wife was know, also but... out. My my wife was also out there, out with me, and she's like, that whistle is the absolute worst. I'm like, like yes, it is. Yeah. I, it took me about a year and a half of watching ECW to finally like just not even hear it anymore. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's just Bill Alfonso. It's what he does. But yeah, but yeah after... after after a 25-year hiatus of ECW, hearing that again, I'm just like... Like, fuck you, Bill Alfonso. Can you just fucking <laughs> choke on that whistle, please? Right in the face. Fuck you right in the face. With a chair. <laughs> yeah, Screaming and out comes Taz, because Joey Styles is not putting up with Bill Alfonso's shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and Bill, or Taz is there to save Bill Alfonso, because he is in his stable currently. Right. For, for a broad scope of our listeners out there right now. And that <laughs> this is actually kind of like the first first match of that saga as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of firsts in this paper. This is one of the most important. Yeah, there's a lot of chapters and, and page yeah. turning in this this event. Beginnings and ends yeah. is what it what it comes down to. Nine one one comes out as well as the Eliminators. I noticed uh, Perry Saturn's hair. That's what fucking threw me. I watch, I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? And then they said the eliminators. I'm like, holy shit, I don't recognize Perry Saturn with hair. Yeah. And then you look like, holy shit, that is Saturn. Where's Moppy? <laughs> and then Ray Mysterio awesome. comes out. And we're setting up this paper. The, 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 we're setting up the show with the, and the first off, just incredible action, yelling. It's exciting. The crowd is fucking hot. Ray Mysterio comes out. It's Ray Mysterio in 911, uh, podcast favorite, against the eliminators, Kronos. And Perry Saturn, how good is John Cronus, or how good was he? I mean, like I thought, I was really impressed with him. Um, but they had a fight. What are your thoughts? It, well, it wasn't a match; it was just an opening angle, and like Taz goes out there to handle business, and then they call for nine one one, and then Rey Mysterio comes out there to answer to nine one one, and then fucking the Eliminators come out to answer Mysterio, and it's just. That overbooking that ECW is absolutely famous for because basically ECW, the best way to describe it for anybody who's never seen it, is just a constant car crash with separations between the middle. You have a technical car crash, you have an action car crash, you have a hardcore con, uh, cra- car crash. Just It's all over the board. This was super chaotic, but kind of fun because everyone kind of got their shit in. You know, you got the total elimination like three times. You got a choke many slam. times. Yeah, you got the choke slam from nine one one. You got some suplexes from Taz. You got the whistle blowing from fucking Fonzie. Uh, the pit bulls even came out there and did some this shit. This was a match, Sam. This was a match. I, a match it, started was, at some point right, in the middle. In the middle of the chaos, a match started. Right. There was a winner and a loser. Right. What I'm saying is, I don't think it was a build <laughs> match. They were just like, send a ref out to fucking make it a match, and it just kept going. Um, it was basically like, here are all the stars that are dealing with the the the, the current angle, and let's just have a, some fun and throw each other around a bunch and just give the crowd what they want 
and I'm I, I give this match all the stars, like not not on the star of one to five, just every star in the sky. I give it give it all to these guys because it was just so much fun and so much chaos for the curtain. Jerk. The pitbulls come out. The pitbulls come yeah. out in this vinyl the vinyl suits of the pitbulls and the lovely Francine who came out as whipping. Who, who, she was whipping Jason's ass. <laughs> Jason, the, the the strange manager, the most handsome the, the, man. Jason, <laughs> she she's beating the shit out of him, and it just it's well. The finish of the match is what did it for me. The full on chicken the, the, fight, the chicken fight, hurricane. <laughs> well, yeah, the chicken that fight, hurricane. I had that written down as the finish. Yep, it was a masterpiece that should be used more often. <laughs> You're right, Moose. What's your thoughts on the opener? Uh, the opener, like you guys said, was just an absolute shit show. It, it was <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, the 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 whistling. I mean, yeah, I wanted to just take my phone and shove it into my ear, and <laughs> just it 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 killed me. But uh, the 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 mysterious spot with him and the chicken didn't hold. Like I used to hold my kids the exact same way up on my shoulders like that. I was hoping that they would do a hurricane run off my shoulders. But... <laughs> Yeah. The, uh, it, it, go ahead. The Fran, the Francine, uh, the Francine bit. I was like, when they were calling for, uh, oh, what were they? What not damage the control? Damage control. I was like, <laughs> what is damage control? Is that another tag team? Nope. That's the, <laughs> that's that's the EMS. Yeah. That was. Uh, and they're they're clearly gimmick. They're wearing like Halloween suits. <laughs> oh, it <was> great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> My, my wife goes, is this for real? I'm like, no. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's for real. <laughs> Those are all jobbers in the back that uh, got some costumes and came out. She's like, oh, I think she's really hurt. I, I'm on the same boat as you say. I did not realize that that was Perry Saturn. I mean, that was, I mean, long flowing hair. The only thing that was a dead giveaway for me was the tattoos. I recognized the tattoos. Uh, the video quality wasn't the best. So you really couldn't get an up close and personal of his face. But uh, yeah, it was kind of threw, threw me for a loop, too. And nine, you, you know, nine, they said, I looked up 911 stats. That dude's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, he was huge. I mean, I didn't realize that it's hard to tell with those guys how tall they actually are yep. in the ring. It's just, yeah. it's a, and then Rey Mysterio sitting next to him. I'm like, it's literally like a five-year-old kid sitting there, standing <laughs> next to 911. And how great is Rey Mysterio? Like, we had not seen this yet. <laughs> like no. January 1996, Rey Mysterio doing what Rey Mysterio does, unless you're watching Channel 740, Channel 47 Lucha Libre in right. in Brooklyn, you, you're not you're not seeing this, and it it was just it's incredible. It's like a drink of cold water on a hot day. Yeah, and he did right. that amazing moonsault from the top rope to the floor. That oh was, man, that oh, fucking man. that was great. I I kind of popped for that. I was like, look at that. Just uh, that's. And I, and I was, when I was watching this, I'm kind of like, you can really tell AEW takes like a few paint strokes here and there from old ECW. Just oh, absolutely. the way some of the stuff that they're allowed to do and get to do. It's just like, you know, I kind of applaud Tony Khan. You know, he does a lot of things that kind of make me go, why did you do that? But then he also reminds me of, of the great things that he's trying to bring back. So it was, it was kind of cool to see that come full circle. One thing Man, that's okay. really good. One thing that's really getting me amped up for like what what because I saw this back in the '96. I mean, when it first originally aired. What's really getting me is that you don't see this a whole lot anymore. Is uh, talent interacting with the crowd as much as they did in ECW? Oh you God. don't really see that, that right. at all anymore. Mm -hmm. The crowd you know, is it's part. It's like part of the show. 
it's like part of the arena. Like it's it's a living being. Yep. That the public enemy actually kind of acknowledges that at the end of the show we can talk about that too. But like it, it's it's very prevalent compared to compared to now. Here's the like thing. It, and, it's and separate will, and sanitized now. Yeah. The the thing and I and I forgot because you know I was I was a huge ECW fan. I miss my ECW regulars. I miss Hat Guy. I miss Sign Guy. And I miss the Faith No More guy. And they're all three of them were front row. Yeah, Hawaiian shirt, all. hat guy, sign guy, and faith no more guy. All right there in front. I'm like, they always they always brought it. The Hawaiian the hat guy's guy. always yelling and cursing. The sign guy always has a fun he's the guy who brought the Kane Dewey sign back in the day. You know, and then the Faith No More <laughs> guy with the big long black hair and the circle glasses. They're always right there in front. And I was just like, Yes, it's good stuff. Kane Dewey. Yeah. So that was the opener. Match two. Six thousand stars out of five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I like about wrestling. Uh, we have Axel Rotten versus a debuting Rob Van Dam. This is the first appearance of the most popular, most important, best thing ever to come out of ECW. Probably, maybe, arguably, probably not. I don't know. No, I I agree with you. Actually, the crowd didn't like him. No, initially they're like one guy, especially he screams out. Take that karate shit back to WCW. He was pissed the whole fucking match. Yeah, Robbie Z. Go back to Atlanta. <laughs> but uh we saw, yeah, we saw Rob Van Dam. Like he he finished it with a split-legged moonsault. We saw the, seeing the early rendition of his offense. Like you saw the stand the standards popped the crowd initially, and right. he stuck with them. And then he he had these karate chops that he 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 definitely changed the presentation a little bit, but seeing his first match and the crowd kind of, it started off against him. And then by the end, they were like, they, okay. were, they were like 60, 40, 70, 30 on him. Like, hey, all right, Rob. Right. I kind of caught a, a, just a glimpse of blood sport when he was doing it. Yeah. He did the, he did the, yeah. the double oh, punch. Yeah. yeah. Right into the center <laughs> I kind of I don't know if they, I don't, they, it's pre Pantera too. So like the, yeah. the walk, walk doesn't hit. I think that was a big part of it too for the crowd. Like, fuck yes, here we go. Right, and and, and uh, well, because you know the the Peacock and and the, the WWE network can't broadcast all them songs. Anyways. That's yeah, that's that's what I, was my point. Actually, I want to see if that was actually removed because of the Peacock, or had he was this not? I mean, he was developing his character still, so I don't know if the right. Pantera was involved yet. Um, only way to find out is find that home video, boys. Right. Um, I have my notes here. Talk about a contrast of fucking styles. You have a hardcore icon, Axel Rotten, who probably couldn't do a suplex to save his fucking life. I mean, you know he can, but it's sloppy and gross and serves a purpose. But um, <laughs> Axel did the best he could, in my opinion, against someone who's as technical and still kind of green as Rob. I mean, Rob wasn't super green. I think by this time he was five or four years in the business around there. Um it's kind of neat to see the crowd develop, like you said, to get behind them because you can tell from the beginning, like, who the fuck is this guy in this karate? They didn't really care. And then by the end of the match, he got some applause. People were kind of behind him a little bit. So that was kind of fun. Um, when did I write there? I don't oh, know. Th- oh, that they, they really had no idea what to think once Rob was doing all his moves and they just kept chanting, chanting Rotten's name. Like they kept chanting yeah. <laughs> Axel Rotten, Axel Rotten. And they were like, bro. <laughs> No, 
this, this ain't it. There was nothing really great about this match, but there was nothing really bad about it. It was just kind of an in-between thing. You know, you got a brand new Rob Van Dam. You've got a brawling Axel Rotten kind of mixing vinegar with water a little bit. So I just gave it right down the middle, like Bill Alfonso. 2.5 stars. Can't argue with that. It's, it's, and really, that's kind of a, <clears throat> at that point, in my you really didn't have technical wrestlers like Van Dam in ECW. I, you, you kind of because you had, I think, Malenko. well, we had Benoit the year, in stuff the year before, yeah. like the, in '95. Uh, Malenko we were still and looking at like, stuff were there. They just left, I think. But he was definitely an anomaly. I agree with you. Like the the, the yeah, new there, Rob Van Dam. There's nobody like Rob Van Dam, no matter what. Period. Right, and the, it, it's Man. crazy knowing what we know now of what that's what made it hard for me to like grade is because we know what Rob Van Dam turned into, mm-hmm. which right. is just the, the tits, <laughs> the complete tits. Well, it, and it was really it, the ma- I don't think the match went over as well as it did because it's, I don't think, I mean, rotten tried to keep up with him, but Van Dam was just moving too, too fluidly to, yeah. Uh, for, uh, rotten to shine him up, you know, that's a perfect way to explain it. Van Dam is water. Axel Rotten is a fucking bag of jello. Brick. Yeah. Right. Or a rock. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, the Rotten Brothers, I'm just, I'm still not a fan. (laughs) Like, unless they're in that element of hardcore wrestling. Right. Legit death. And even that, if it's not, if it's like five minutes of it, I'm okay. But if I have to watch like a 14 minute Rotten Brothers anything, (laughs) it's too much. Someone massage my feet on board. Yeah. I hear you. So I'm, I don't have was, much to say about that match other than me. It was fine. Yeah. Next up, we got two cold Scorpio with woman against uh, Mickey Whipwreck, Mikey Whipwreck, whatever. Very well. We're good. Very well. Um, for the ECW TV, TV title. title, this is the first time I felt cringy with the ECW audience with the SD Jones and JYD chance. <laughs> I was. Like, I know he's a black. I was like, I know I he's a black wrestler right? guy. Am I hearing that right? A, Are they yeah. saying yep. SD Jones and JYD? Like, I, 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 you know what? I wouldn't. Have, I would have been okay with just the SD Jones because he does kind of look like yeah. SD Jones. Right, I'm not gonna right, lie right. to you, but he don't look like JYD, bro, at all. <laughs> you racists. <laughs> and it's a Philly um, crowd, which is really weird. <sighs> Cold Scorpio is dope. Twisting yeah. leg drop, all the like. He he is just a, a treat to watch, especially in 1996. Like, Too Cool Scorpio is one of the underrated fucking greats. In my opinion, it, especially from that late late 90s, mid to late 90s era, before we got into Stone Cold Stunners and shit. Yeah. Um, Raven comes out, hits the DDT. Um, he, it, it, Too Cool Scorpio pretty much abused me, Mikey Whipwreck the whole time. Uh, ends up hitting the... His finisher, really cool. Uh, just another high-flying, aerial, beautiful... Fucking some moonsault leg drop. Moonsault leg drop. They couldn't spit it out. He wins the ECW belt. Women woman has all the gold now. She was also murdered by Chris Benoit. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. <laughs> I did a little research on Mikey Whip Whipwreck because I thought his style looked vaguely familiar. And he actually trained Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Cool. Yes. And I was like, wow, that was and there's a laundry list of other ones that he trained also that was kind of well he was he was he was such a star in ECW yeah. like he was the king jobber yep yep but by far and uh him and Mick Foley had really 
Like you, I think he's sick now. I think not, not Mick, but I think M- Mikey Whipwreck is actually ill or something, something. But look, yeah, he he trained quite a few. Solid wrestler overall. I got nothing. Yes. I have nothing bad to say about oh, Mikey no. Whipwreck. No, I I watch. I haven't seen a lot of his matches. I've seen. I will perfectly, you know, willingly admit I've seen probably this many. Yeah, uh, but it's been a solid performance every time he's stepped into the ring. I mean, yeah, he's had a couple of botched moves here and there, but that's why he's not top card. He fucking bumps though. He bumps his ass yeah. off for everybody. Better for everybody, he will give everybody and anybody the you know the payday they they want they they need. You know, he'll shine anybody up. I bravo, sir. My, my 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 summation on this is I got cl- a classic Mikey match. Um, Mikey during his entire career, his whole stick was he never won. He was much like Tommy Dreamer. Um, Mikey's backstory to getting into ECW is he was ring crew. He would set up the ring, and after he'd set it up, he'd bump around. The guys would notice him bumping around. They're like, "You really want to be a wrestler?" And they're like, "Yeah, okay, keep doing what you're doing." And then eventually, he won their respect because he stuck around, still put up the ring, still bumped by himself, and. They said, well, we'll give you a job. It's going to be, you know, putting other people over. And he really didn't get formal training until after they said, hey. It's much like Steve Lombardi, basically. It's Lombardi. Yeah. He, he basically wanted to do something, made it happen, and there he was. 90% of his matches, this is how it, it would go. He'd get in his offense, get beat the entire match, come back and win. That's his entire yep. career, basically, until he got into the likes of Tajiri and Super Crazy and stuff like that. Then he really started to develop an amazing offense. Mikey Ripwreck became one of my, when he had the red hair and the leather pants and stuff, and he was doing innovative moves and things you've never seen before with Tajiri and Super Crazy. Those are some of my favorite series of matches. Um, so this this was classic Mikey, him getting his ass beat, and then him coming back basically getting his ass beat again. And um, <laughs> it was kind of a rather lackluster fare for me, for me from Scorpio, Too Cold Scorpio, because I've seen his other matches. He is also, he's, Rob Van Dam parallel. He does some really cool things, but here he was complete heel, like doing minimal moves, selling the bad guy gimmick, taking pauses, playing to the crowd, you know, all the fake covers. One, two, nah, I'm, I don't want to cover him yet. All that stuff. That, that was great heel work, in my opinion. That, that's cool. Tells a story. Um, you know, uh, I'm still a big fan of Scorpio's moonsault leg drop when he does that. I, don't, I still haven't, I don't think I've seen anyone do it since, prior or during. So I, I think that's a really cool move. Um, also, one thing that I noticed and I, I, I kind of try to notice the little things Scorpio does a lot of facials. Like he sells right here, he does howls, he gives the, 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 the oh my God, I'm in pain shit so well. Um, he just does the little things that count that really put, you know, the, the face of the match over. Um, I thought it was, like I said, more of a lackluster fair on Scorpio's apart. Mikey kind of did the, the carrying of the match. Scorpio got it in his high spots. Cool. I, I gave it a little bit more than average. I gave it a three-star match. I, I was rather entertained. It was also kind of a throwback because I haven't seen Scorpio wrestle in, geez, probably since WWF days when he was Flash Funk. I was... I think, I think the last time I've ever seen him around. Shout out to Flash Funk. You know? In all honesty, I'm just a spot monkey. That's why I love it. I'm like, oh my God. And that's the thing, too. That, you know, I was I was kind of expecting more planned spots. 
And he did like happen. 17 fucking moonsaults, man. How is that lackluster for you? He He's flying through like the air like a fucking maniac. He did like three. three I don't know. Spots. It looked like more. It looked like more to me. I don't know. It's fine. But yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Right. Everything is fine. <laughs> um, The extreme shot, Hack Myers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Another... Right, podcast favorites. I, I said, if anybody in ECW is Moose, it's Hack Myers. He looks kind of like Gigi Allen, like a giant Gigi Allen. I'll throw that out there. With uh, he's taking on Taz. You may know him. I heard him. This is actually the first time my wife saw Taz wrestle, and she was yeah, not confused, frightened, and potentially aroused. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Bill Alfonso was out there and came out and won the Taz, Taz won with the Taz mission. Um, oh, that's I, I enjoyed Hajime the match in ECW. Thank you. It's it, well, I mean, Kata Hajime. It's fine. It, the Kata Hajime. It's the red rum now. It's red whatever. Rum. Red rum. But she, Eric really noticed how much Hook does of his dad, mm-hmm. like how, how how much of a Taz Taz act he is, which mean is Taz. which I thought was pretty cool. Um. My favorite part of the match was the fuck off promo afterwards. When Taz <laughs> just goes through, he's like, on behalf of uh, me and Bill, fuck off. I'm like, well, they, the, the thing that was weird about that, in the opening segment, they they uh, bleeped out a, a shit. Mm-hmm. But throughout this pay-per-view, there were several fucks, fucks offs, and motherfuckers yep. that, <laughs> that were just free-flowing. I don't know why shit was on the list to get, to get fucking zapped. Or if the actually, I can't believe this is actually on the network. I can't believe the censors didn't just pull this away. But uh, solid I, I, match. I, I mean, what do you get from Hack Myers and Taz? Exactly what you got. Thoughts, Moose. Uh, first of all, I being a being a sports ball fan. Uh, they're in Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles. A huge rival to them is the Dallas Cowboys. So when he uh, came out. Um, with the Dallas Cowboy jersey on, that was over his ref funny. uniform, which right. over his ref <laughs> uniform. Be the fucking time. Again, shout out to the ECW crowd because I don't know. I saw what looked like a Emmett Smith tarp in the background, but no, it was just that dude was that big in the crowd. <laughs> if you go back and look, I'm not kidding you. It's just <laughs> it looks like a tarp is just hanging in the background. No, that was I had to look really close and I was like I, I got real close. And nope, you can see his face. You can see his arms. It just looked like a random Emmett Smith jersey in the crowd just hanging out. Just it a was, giant man. Yeah, that was <laughs> um, that that match kind of went exactly as I expected it to. You know, Taz got his work in Drew some more heat, told the crowd to fuck off, and off he went. You know, that was that's Taz's almost his entire career has always done that. Yeah. He's like the best at it. He's like the best at that. He is the best at getting heat. He's the best at being Taz. Yep. (laughs) Which is a good thing since he's Taz. It's, you know, it's it's working for him. It doesn't work for anybody else. I, I got nothing. Uh, other I than got, yes. I got uh, my note here. Pretty much a squash match, which is, you know, I didn't, I didn't think Hack Myers was going to give Taz much to begin with. Um, as you can see here, we have Suplex City's uh, mayor and founder right here before <laughs> you. Uh, yes. You know, Brock Lesnar moved into the apartment complex that Taz built, basically. Let's just put it that way. 
Um, and I do want to commend Taz. Uh, I know you're watching this, Pete, because you are an RLS fan. Uh, Pete, <laughs> you are a fabulous technician when it comes to suplexes. They are so clean, so crisp, so wonderful, so technically sound. My wife watched Taz dump hack on his head a few times. And she's like, oh my God, that looks painful. I'm like, it looks painful, but he is setting him down perfectly. Like, it, it hurts a little bit, but it is, that is a good sell job, and he, he is a master at what he absolutely does. Super crisp suplexes. I, I, I miss that type of wrestling. Like, even his son doesn't do that type of good suplexes because Hook is not shaped like Taz. I know, Taz that's what I'm saying. Like He's not a hockey puck. Yeah. Like, how beefy was Taz in this, though? Beef boy. Like, Jesus he, Christ, he's just a thick handsome boy if spongebob was a human <laughs> yeah they could throw fucking monster judo judo tosses and fucking suplexes but it's the thing that taz did the best you believe that a five foot nine guy could just destroy a fucking seven footer yeah for real like this this is perfect example of it like hack myers is just a poor man's nine one one, which is absolutely fucking crazy to think that there's a poor man's nine one one out there but it was the shaw hack hack myers wherever he is now and that, um, my mother noticed uh, the crowd for the, the love for Hack Myers, the Shaw thing. I just don't get it. I never have, never understood it. They're just yelling, Shaw. Everyone's frozen on my screen. Are we still broadcasting? I don't know. Am I carrying the show on my back? Are we alone? Did the internet die? What is happening? Oh, no. <laughs> Live from Studio C, technical difficulties. I'll see if we're still streaming. Let me check the feed. Da, 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 da. Or maybe this is a Discord problem. Let's check her out, shall we? Oh, we're in the yellow. It says we're live. Don't know if we really are. Looks like we're paused. You have a fantastic pause face going. Oh, we're oh back there now. you are. Hi, hey. guys. It was all you, you, dude. I don't it know. was all you. Me and Moose were here rocking it. I, I was moving fluidly like RVD. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't understand the love for Hackmeyers. That's all I was trying to say. Paused <laughs> it's crazy me. to me that he was so over. Yeah. The only people I don't understand how Public Enemy was over the, is the same, this, like Hackmeyers. That's the only other group that I'm like, how do people like these guys? <laughs> we'll get to it very soon. Yes. You're there. People hated Taz that much. <laughs> and that's yeah. quite possible, too, at the point. Because he, that was a horrible turn he did on that Sabu. Right. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley versus the Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey, former uh, tag team partner of Bruce Pritchard in the Heavenly Bodies. Now, they mentioned about Bruce Pritchard going to WWF and Joey Styles said something like, oh, he won't last or something like that. He is still employed <laughs> right. with WWF. So he was, Joey Styles was wrong, hashtag. Um, but Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley came out with uh, the standard Dudley fair pre-Devon. Uh, we had uh, Sign Guy Dudley. We had Dances with Dudley, otherwise DW Dudley. Big, Big Dick. Dick Dudley. Chubby Dudley, who I didn't remember until today. I think he only made like three or four appearances. I was I was not familiar with him. Uh, but uh, Gigolo, Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey came out with uh, his new bodyguard, Mr. Hughes, who had a fun run in WCW, too, which, I mean, it depends on what you think fun is. 
Uh, Bubba Ray won with a DDT. This match is full of chaos. And a returning Shane Dean Douglas from WWE to teach him English. I thought that was a pretty funny little dig. Um, and ended with a, a slap to the face. Yeah. Like Shane Douglas just slapped the shit out of Bubba Ray Dudley and walked out. Which the Bubba Ray Dudley I know would not put up with that. Now the gimmick, the gimmick thing with the stuttering Bubba Ray Dudley thing, I was never really a fan of. I was definitely a fan of the heel work that Big Dick Spike uh, Devon did with Joel Gertner. I think that is prime Dudleys. I think, Joel, yeah, I think uh, the Dudley family as it sat there was kind of the the low point, and them still trying to find themselves. I didn't really care for it. Um, and it's weird that they made this a highlight match. Like, here's a couple things that happened, and you don't get the full thing. That was, that yeah, was, there was a lot of editing. You're right. Yeah. And Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey, does that not sound like a Juggalo Championship wrestling wrestling? <laughs> 200%, dude. Gigolo <laughs> Jimmy Del Rey. I just kept going, is he a JCW wrestler? Because he looks like Peter <laughs> Avalon's grandfather. He might be Peter Avalon's grandfather. And then the surprise appearance by Shane Douglas after his shitty run as the WWF, the Dean. And when he said, I'll teach you English, that was kind of funny, but then also kind of like, again, only kind of. Yeah. Cause well, Shane he, did Douglas. Good, he did a great job teaching him English. I mean, he's got his own podcast now. So he's <laughs> eh? did a great true. job. Full circle. My bad. Moose is killing it with the counterpoints today. All right, he is. Counterpoint. <laughs> Moose, you got any uh any other thoughts on this? Uh, you know, I I am a Dudley Mark. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have been from the jump. Uh, those guys, that that whole Dudley, uh, the family, Devon and Bubba Ray, Bully Ray when he was in uh, uh Impact. Yep. Uh, the dude could do no wrong, in my opinion. He he's just a classic. He is he he can either shine you up really good or put himself over. It doesn't matter what he's put, brought out to that ring to do. So it, for me, the match, like you said, it was edited. I thought we missed a lot. However, I was still entertained by it. Yeah. That big drop kick he threw was, was pretty impressive. Cause this is before he was healthy. Right. <laughs> like, it's, like it, in all honesty, he, yeah, he was, well, there, he had to be more than 300 pounds, but like, yeah, he, the big juicy boy. Yep. Yeah, it was, and it's, it's, that's one thing as far as being a big guy in the, in the wrestling business, you will always get over with, you know, the office if you're a big man and you, you're, you're light on your feet. Yeah. And, and that he, is he one was, thing that he really underrated is he, Bubba Ray can move like, period. Yes. And not still I mean, probably move, run. It's because those ropes don't have any give. At yeah. all. I mean, when you they look like they do, that's how good he that's how good at his job he was. They they look like they have spring. But man, it it just I just enjoy every time I get to see him, especially in the ECW days, they were just hands down entertaining every getting heat from the crowd, interacting with the crowd, you know, getting heat with the refs and the and the, the announcers and or vice versa. You know, and that's gotta be to coming too. That's gotta oh, be coming yeah. like as we do this review. Like the evolution of the Dudley boys is going to be fucking exciting because he starts getting fucking mean and they, they fill the ring with chairs and shit. So like, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. Bubba Ray has ever done is, uh, I was in Dayton, Ohio. I think it might've been in November to remember some lady was getting in his ass. 
He got into the ring, looked right at her and said, your pussy stinks. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. You, I can see him saying it. I mean, like I can see stands it. Stands up on the top rope with the microphone, bends over Just, into her face. Your pussy stinks. Dicks. <laughs> I'm like, good God, so good, good stuff. This, this is also maybe the most cringy segment in professional wrestling history. Where the, oh, the, <laughs> where the, the, the angle where that's the coming Joey up. Styles. And out comes Studly Stevie Richards, this who is, announced that he's now Studly Stevie Richards. He's hot for his trot. Big legendary. Warm angle. for his form, which I'm going to start using warm more often. Form. Warm for the form. And the lovely Beulah McGillicuddy, who I based every girlfriend I had on, sitting from 1996 on, <laughs> off of. Um, the angle was Beulah's pregnant. Raven comes out, you stupid bitch. He really, <laughs> really turns into an abusive teenage boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, starts choking her. And she's like, it's not my kid. Stevie wanted to kiss from her initially. He was trying to fucking, because he made out with Missy Hyde earlier. I don't know. It's just a fucking mess. Tommy Dreamer comes out for the save. A hug. Beulah got her, her come up and she wrapped him upside the head with a frying pan. Still, you're choking a pregnant woman. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Raven. <laughs> was anybody else hoping it was Blue Meanies as much as I was? <laughs> so much, yeah, so much. It would have been a hotter angle. Right. Um, you know, that you know the whole great. genesis behind the the thing. You know, uh, Tommy Dreamer and, and Raven were were uh, summer camp mates back in the day. And mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer was the popular kid and the, the studly boy, and Raven was the the lonely. Lonely kid. And Beulah McGillicuddy was the hot popular girl that uh No, she was a big fatty. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. The other the other way around. Sorry. The big fatty, the big ugly, and uh-huh. uh the whole angle. And this was the genesis of the whole uh uh Tommy Dreamer whole Raven feud. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. They, yeah. they were still going at it beforehand, but this was what really was the jump off point. And that was kind of neat to actually re-witness that history because they wrestled for like two years straight until basically I think they might still be wrestling <laughs> exactly until Raven left basically ECW for other pastures you know that was where this came from which was kind of fun to see but it was cringy I'm like boy I don't miss these bad bad soap opera angles at all <laughs> you know uh, it's not his it's his I'm like oh god yeah this is so Mori Povich right now but then the, then again the, then again the the temperature <laughs> of the 96 era, this is what was hot, you know, the talk right. show fight shit. So I get it, but didn't age well. I would just so like good. to comment on, on how much flannel was in that ring. <laughs> yes. At one point. Flannel dress, flannel it shirt, was, flannel skirt. I mean, it, it, it looked like Seattle exploded all over that ring. <laughs> 100%, the, dude. The, the boots and the, the flannel and the cutoff denim and man alive. It I was still very cringeworthy. I still I, love her. Oh, yeah. Bule, I love you, baby. Wherever she is now. I think she's married to Tommy Dreamer. I don't she know. is. She is still married to Tommy Dreamer. They have two Mrs. kids. Mrs. Dreamer? Mm-hmm. What's up? She was in Penthouse, for uh, anyone curious. Say that again? She said she was in Penthouse, for anyone who's curious. I'd just like to remind people of that, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, Sandman showed up looking like he's going to paint your house. <laughs> With but that's what he looks like every time, Michael. Yeah, dude. But like <laughs> this time was is special. I would like to say though, 
<laughs> Sandman showed up looking like my dad going to play golf. Also the same. Also the same. I, was just, I used to work for that dude. <laughs> like I, I didn't know it was Sandman the wrestler, but I, I worked for that dude for a while. James Fullerton was your dad, huh? <laughs> I tell you, man. Or your your employer, sorry. Sandman is such a hunk of shit. Still, yeah. I, I'm still going to keep saying this. I don't understand. He's another one. How the fuck was he such a hero to everyone? And why did Steve Austin steal his gimmick? Steve, maybe that's why I hate Sandman so much because Steve Austin did it better. I don't know. He was with woman. He took on an incredibly physically fit Max Moon, aka Conan. Mm -hmm. He came out with the Van Vader mask. Um, I was just so fucking impressed with Conan. He did not have much to work with, and he was throwing all kinds of fucking holds. And I just think that seeing crippled ass Conan now, and then seeing like remembering that oh, in 1996 Conan could whip your ass, <laughs> right? <laughs> He came out with repping, repping AAA hard. Uh, woman was was pretty loud. Again, she was murdered by Chris Benoit. Um, Joey Styles <laughs> met Joey Styles said something. The the he said, "I wonder if she mouths off like that at home." And I was like, Ooh, "Oh no, that didn't age well." Did she, is that what happened? Was she mouthing off at home, Joey? Awkward. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, but uh, it's always twenty twenty. Also, the referee looked like Kevin from The Office. <laughs> I want to throw that out there. It might have actually been <laughs> Kevin from The Office. Um, and yeah, it was it was just a hunk of shit. It's fine. It's anything with Sam, like it ended up being okay. I like the finish where they're just beating the fuck out of each other with kendo sticks, and they both collapsed in the Rocky finish. But like, eh. yeah. Eh. But the thing I don't know how he was heavyweight champion. The thing is, this is smoking just. This is this is classic ECW. This is this is the car wreck of car wrecks. You've got <laughs> quite possibly the shittiest over wrestler in the entire world. That's bar none. If you if you had shittiest top tier Mount Rushmore, Jim Fullington right there, head yeah. head number one. Um, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't know if he is or if he isn't. I've heard I've, <laughs> I've heard a shoot interview with him. He talks like his character. I don't think he's really that cool of a person personally. <laughs> he is actually that man yeah um it was really neat to see you know uh conan and his triple a regalia i've never i've never seen that before so that was kind of fun um I, I also wrote again complete car wreck in a good way and a bad way because jim fullerton can't bump he just throws his body and hopes he doesn't die basically yeah that's his bumping technique i hope i don't again hurt why i think he thought he was painting a house he, probably, he was right before this. It's not like Paul E was paying him anything. The blood yeah. really showed up on the whites. The white, though. Yeah. The blood that was, I like. I appreciated that. I I don't get. It. I mean, you know, you're going to get color in a match. Why wear white? Do you do you really need to accentuate it that that much? Because ECW, hell yeah, you do. It, it did is, look I like guess. he got his period. I'm not going to lie to you. It did. <laughs> right on his like, pants. Like, right. like, I'm like, is Jim having his period? Yep. Uh, I have uh, utter chaos and pretty much zero wrestling. Um, they were just basically throwing each other into things and hitting each other with things and then kendo sticks until time was up. <laughs> one star. Yeah. I gave, I gave it I gave it one star too. It looked like Conan was trying to throw some holds and stuff on him and he was like, this bag of shit just ain't, just ain't Even selling for me. So I'm just going to, you know, lower myself. To his standards and lower expectations. In, in the know, in the opening the problem, in the, the opening segment with it. Go ahead, go ahead. 
I was gonna say that's the problem when you lower your expect, you know, your standards and expectations is that they bring you down to their level and beat you with experience. That's why he retained the title. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the opening segment was a beautiful, like exactly what you said, where Conan is putting him in miscellaneous holds, and even Joey Styles was like, because <laughs> the the last was Sandman reversed it, and he's like, I think that was accidental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think so too. <laughs> He just kind of withered into a reversal. Um, guys, look. Right. <laughs> things things started stepping up here, though. We got Sabu versus uh, Studley Stevie Richards with the Blue Meanie. Uh, standard Sabu fare. Like he's, he's like a combination of the first match and Scorpio. <laughs> and like, like Sabu has just morphed all of them together. He's fucking throwing himself all over the place. He's horribly scarred. Just perfect. <laughs> like, I, I have no... Stevie Richards put on a heck of a match. Like, I don't I don't usually expect much out of him because my first exposure to him was really in WWF, so I don't... I didn't really remember him in these... in this EC... Like, he didn't stand out to me. Yeah, you didn't know he could go, basically. And he really went. I yeah. thought Blue Meanie was involved. I like. I, I always like Blue Meanie. That's that's a shout Get out to Hunky Boys right there, though. Yeah, Hunky Boys. I thought it was good. Go. Yeah. Um, I've got a note here. Back rake times two. So I I pop yes, the back rake. Yes, uh, Stevie Richard <laughs> is is a master of the back rake. Yes. And my note about Sabu that I have here is Sabu just does. If you notice when he he does his maneuvers, never pauses. I'm gonna mm-hmm. jump off this chair to the top rope, to the floor, through the table. No stop. Just whoosh, done. D- right. There's no fear in that man. No hesitation, which makes his performance that much more awe-inspiring because it looks like he just does this on a Saturday night when he's bored in his living room. Like he just practices this for fun. Um, yeah. And the cool thing is it was the fluidity of it. Like it was like mini spot after mini spot where it all kind of made sense and flowed well together, which was really cool. And that's to me, that's always been a strong point of Sabu is he can do all this Arabian face busters, you know, fucking everything that it does, but it all kind of just, it feels like it's a complete mixed drink. Like this was supposed to be this way, which I thought was really cool. And, uh, one thing I forgot about Stevie Richards is he is a master of the super kick. Like his super kick is amazing. Like yeah. he reaches down to the floor. I'm, I'm bending over and then like sticks his leg all the way out. Like he fucking yeah. sells his good. super kick well. And I was like, damn, the arc, the bend, the reach, that's, fucking good stuff um my last note on here sabu basically makes any match that he's in something special and gives ecw that ecw flavor that i personally miss i love seeing the acrobatics the technicality and the brutality in that perfect mixture that sabu can deliver and when you have someone that can reciprocate and or shine that like stevie rich can can, stevie richards can do that is top tier Shelf stuff. Uh, I gave it a four star. I completely agree. Uh, I think Sabu, he's got he's he's that type of wrestler that if I catch one on YouTube, or if somebody is showing a wrestling match at Sabu, I will stop what I'm doing, sit down and watch because I know it's going to be thoroughly entertaining. And although he, I, it really irritates me that he gets a left off of a lot of people's top you know they're mount rushmores of sure who should be at the top of the you know who is the best in the business and he, he really needs to be up there in a lot of people's 
lot of people's minds. I mean, yeah, Dreamer did great stuff. Um, Sandman, for whatever reason, people put him up there. But Sabu really needs to be at the top of that table. Top of that. I list. agree. The ECW He's Mount Rush, Rushmore to me yes, would be Tommy Dreamer, RVD, Sabu, and probably Cactus Jack or Terry Funk. You could interchange those two. That would be my top. I completely agree. You know, I think without Sabu, we wouldn't love Rob Van Dam. Because basically what Sabu is, like this is a perfect picture of it. This is what Sabu is right now. That's what Rob Van Dam is going to become, except for a notch up because of his actual technical prowess. Or he makes right. he makes it look pretty. He's like a super right. pretty Sabu right. is what it comes down to. And that, like we see that later on, of course. But man, it, the the fluidity is definitely something that makes it makes it stand out. And I, Sabu, you know, God, oh, Sabu, your mom, oh, Sabu, your mom, <laughs> threw a coffee table. coffee table, damn right. And we get to the main event, oh, which boy. I have some. Oh boy, let's talk about the it. main event. Looked like a crime. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a crime. It, it looked. It just looked like a fucking crime had happened by the time it was done. But it was Public Enemy against the Gangsters, mm-hmm. New Jack, Mustafa Saeed. Um, this was prime New Jack. You, you don't want to say <laughs> Flyboy, Rocco Rock, and Johnny Grunge. Flyboy, Rocco. You know what? Flyboy, Rocco Rock, and Johnny Grunge. Johnny Grunge is horrible, dude. As much as I dislike Public Enemy, yeah, this match really. Lo- Rocco Rock could go. Mm-hmm. Like he he could definitely put together a match. To me, it's and Johnny under- Grunge that holds that tag team down. Well, I think I, I think that okay, he can't wrestle for shit. He just stabs you in the face and punches you and shit. And, and then Flyboy Rocco Rock can do the do the moves. Right. It's such a horrible fucking gimmick. It really. I is. just hate the Public Enemy gimmick. I hate that they're built from South Central. They're both built from South Central. So this was a South Central street fight in Philadelphia, by the way. Um, just throw that out there. But the, this is Public Enemy's farewell match. They had signed with WCW. They acknowledge it. Uh, they start off with a bunch of motherfuckers about that. They say how you can't take the ECW out of them, take them out of ECW, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, they, it, it was, it, I loved it. I fucking absolutely loved this. This was, it, it was just a juggalo tape. <laughs> what, this is, this is 100% juggalo tapes. It, there is nothing technical about it. There's just fucking moonsaults. New Jack jumps off of a fucking balcony. Again, prime fucking New Jack. He comes out in a Malcolm X shirt with a fucking stabby thing with a noose on the end of it. Like he he plays all the arch types of 1996 to get heat. Mustafa Saeed could wrestle. Yep. I had no idea that he yep. he he was a jobber in WCW, jobber in WWF, but he could fucking go. He had a great look. I don't understand how he wasn't more of a mainstream star, especially after everything. But my, holy god, man. Just a fucking crime. It was a crime scene full of fucking blood and pies. Yeah. <laughs> Moose, I'll let you go. I, I Mike hit everything on on the head. This was exactly what it was. It was just an absolute show. I mean, it was great. Uh, New Jack doing New Jack stuff that did not, you know, it just got more and more escalated throughout his career. Uh, he just took it, kept going to the going to the next level, going to the, the, uh, with everything. I mean, and and you're Saeed, man, you're, I am. You're in a spinning toe in a figure four. Just a brilliant, brilliant worker. And I, you're, I completely agree. He should have been built better in the other, uh, companies without a doubt, WCW and WWE, WWE, 
Um, Public Enemy, again, not that big of a fan. They did, they did their job. They did it pretty well. Not fantastic, but they did it pretty well. And that show, I mean, that when those two, when the, I, I saw that those two were going to be the headline match, I knew exactly what was going to be what it was going to be, and they performed to, to exactly my expectations of that. I I gave it three three and a half. Okay. Um, I have my notes here, complete and utter slop fest with bread and pies. Um, it was bread. Yeah. There, there was a Mustafa Saeed again, bonked him on the head with a bread roll, peeled it off loaf. and then took a bite. It was of a baguette. Bread. Yeah. <laughs> and then took a bite of it. The crowd popped for the bite. And then they had like a big Kaiser bun on the outside that, uh, I believe Mustafa hit Johnny Grunge with on the head that w- I'm just like, this is so wild. And it was. How how wild is it that ECW puts the feeler out there? Fans bring the weapons. Could you do yeah. that in 2022? People, people are going to slide butterfly knives and <laughs> HIV needles and Clubs. anthrax. <laughs> you know, people are going to be devious nowadays. It, the fact that they put A burrito, com- yeah, they mm-hmm. they put complete faith in the general public. Just kind of, it speaks volumes on how ECW was a tribe from the, from the crowd to the workers, to the people behind the scenes. They knew that no matter where the match went, how the match played out, the fans would be respectful. The fans would make it entertaining. The fans would also give the wrestlers what they needed to do, what they do. You know, when they go out there, because this match went everywhere. It was on the ring. It was on the well, apron. There's no apron or no uh, pads on the outside. It went to the bleachers and it went to, to the nest up in the back where Joey sits. Everywhere. And the fans let them do what they do. And they're like, here, have my club. Here, have my street sign that's hidden inside this sign. Here, have my... A baking pan here. Have my fucking piece of bread. Have who who brought all those pies? Was it the same person? Did he just buy a stack of pies and start handing them out? I don't know. But the fact that the, the crowd just gets it, like that's wild. It's so fun. Um, Throw this out here real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Before you give it your rating, how wild was that match? That they used an iron, a clothes iron, very prominently, and none of us even mentioned it because we're just like. Eh. <laughs> they were bashing each other in the face with a fucking iron. Cheese grater was in there too. <laughs> yeah. Just wild. Yeah. Um my my downfall to these kind of matches while I do enjoy complete and utter chaos, I think when you give it a tag team vibe, there's too much chaos and you lose all the rhyme and reason because you're trying to follow all the spots that are happening and all the chaos that's everywhere. It loses kind of if you can say there's a psychology to this type of match, any type of psychology goes right out the fucking window for this. Um, and the funny thing is this is the other ECW staple just as the show opened complete and utter chaos. It ends in complete and utter chaos, but even to the nth level, because you've got the blood you've got the weapons, you've got uh, someone leaving. And what I thought was weird because usually when someone leaves ECW, it's always a, you sold out, you sold out, or please come back, please. They did say, please come back after they gave their speech. They said, you'll be back. Or you'll be back. Yeah. You'll be back. Which they you weren't. fucking jabronis. They weren't. They went to WWF, <laughs> and then one of them died. <laughs> Sorry, Rock yeah. O'Rock. Rest in peace. Wah, wah. Um, I Actually, I, I saw Rock O'Rock on his, his match before he died. He wrestled here in Omaha at uh, OWA down in South Sokol. Who did he wrestle? Uh, Sanjay Dutt and um, Hype Gotti. 
in the tag team match. Really? Mm-hmm. Was, that was the last match and he died? And then it was a triple threat match. And then Abu Colossus, Abu Colossus and uh, Max Evil. It was a triple threat match. Nice. Yeah, so it was pretty Shout fun. out to Abu Colossus, what Hall of Famer. Yep. Um, so for as sloppy and gross and non-psychology match this was, it was just a fun time. And for the fun time that it gave me, I gave it two stars. There we are. I thought it was the perfect send off for fucking public enemy. Yeah. You know, just, I, just, I, I think uh, they should have went out under though. They shouldn't have gone over the gangsters because the gangsters stayed there for a while. I think they should. have. I couldn't even tell you who won that match. Like, a, I know I wrote it down, but I couldn't. <laughs> PE won, which it, I thought it, was weird. It was just a violent show. Like, yeah. they, like they said, all right, we're leaving. Let's put on the fucking most filthy, nonsensical fucking bloodbath we possibly could. Who could we do it with? The gangsters. The gangsters. Yes, that's, that's the answer every time. And my wife is like, oh, is this New Jack? She's like, I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> Mine my, too. My, wa- my wife pops for New Jack, Gold Dust, Malachi Black, and she also loves the Sandman because of his outfit. <laughs> she goes, those pants are fresh. He's my favorite now. I'm like, it's a bass. Bass will get him every time. Right? So it was a good time. Good time. Summation? It was I- Michael, you got a summation I, of the overall? Uh, I'm looking forward to all EC. I look forward to all ECW things. Fact. Like, especially in 95 when we started doing that at the end of it. Like, that is all I look forward to in this entire podcast. <laughs> like, like everything else I really hated, but except for when we were doing 95 ECW. So 96 ECW, which I know is better, is even more exciting. Yeah. And so, like, this was everything I hoped it would be. And it was like a sandwich, to, a chaos sandwich. <laughs> like, we saw the beginning of Rob Van Dam. Like, this is great. Everybody should go watch this, especially if you're an ECW fan. Just to refresh yourself, I, I, think, it's, I, think, it's, I think it's definitely a watchable thing. Overall, probably three and a half. I think that yeah, it's a little bit. It's better than average for me. Is what I, what I. It, it's a little. It's better than average, but it's not a four. It's not four or five stars. No. It's not like upper echelon. Right. But you see a lot of beginnings and a lot of closings. Sure, Moose. What do you? What's your summation of House Party '96? House Party '96 was everything you expected it to be from an early ECW standpoint. It was an absolute shit show, but. A shit show. It was like the best way I can think about it is like eating the sloppiest of sloppy joes. You have stuff just falling out, <laughs> but like the inside when you when you really get into it, it's really good. You know, it's, <laughs> You're right. That's actually perfect. <laughs> that middle bite of the sloppy joe is hot. It's just, yeah, <laughs> you got it's just shit like, all on your hands, shit yeah, on your shirt. Yeah. But boy, what's going on over sandwich. here? What's going on over here? Right. <laughs> um, I, I it was kind of a neat trip for me because I didn't get into ECW till I worked at Piccolo's, which I would have been 18, 1997. So this is the year right before I got into it where I had to go back and start ordering tapes and stuff. And I had like three or four tapes from 96. And when they announced, uh, oh God, what was it? Uh, their first pay-per-view in August. No, Anarchy Rules. He, no, Anarchy oh, Rules, I believe, was yeah. their first pay-per-view in 97. I was I like, fuck yes, I can finally watch a live ECW pay-per-view event. So cool. So to see like this genesis of right before I started watching like intricately with 911 and Taz and, and, and Two Cold Scorpio right before it goes to WWF, uh, stuff like that. It's kind of a treat. 
and it makes me feel kind of fulfilled. Like I'm watching my children again, <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you, you yeah. grow up with a lot of these guys and you, you, we followed them around for the last 35 years, 30 years. And it's really cool to see where they start and how they began. And God damn, I miss me some ECW big time. I, I had right before they folded, they were coming to Exarbon and Exarbon was yeah. still up and, oh. and I, I had tickets and it was for a November event. And then they folded that summer and I was the saddest of sad boys because I was so excited oh. to have Rob Van Dam hop the guard because I was getting I got front row seats I was I was fucking in it I was fucking you were gonna be what you were gonna be the sign guy basically I know someone was gonna hop on me or I was gonna hand someone a weapon and it was gonna be the best time of my life so I, I am I am thankful that we are taking this journey of 1996 because then I get to see everything over again and get that uh the pre-building block to my building block of ECW. So um, it was really exciting and fun, but I think your summation of, was it great or grand or upper echelon? No. Was it standard ECW affair? Yes. I, I think it's a solid three, in my opinion, a three-star overall pay-per-view special event. Cause like I said, I didn't have pay-per-view until uh, 97. So yeah, good time. And I am looking forward to the rest. Next week, I don't know what we're doing. We never do. I think I'm going to do – I think it's a deep dive episode because we have an interview coming up on the 23rd. Yes, we do. I don't know who's going to do the interview either. So, But we do have an interview arranged for an in-studio interview coming up in two weeks. One of two uh, next, week will, next week will be a deep dive either on one of the people that we're interviewing or – Something. Somebody else. Maybe Mustafa Saeed. I really like him today. <laughs> I don't blame him. It was really fun to see him you know, do his thing. I want to know what but, happened uh, to him after ECW because I don't think he wrestled after ECW. And he was not in like 97. Like his time is coming up shortly. Yeah. The, New I Jack went on solo. Right? I don't even think he wrestled in XPW. I don't think. So I think either. it was just, just New Jack. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to do a little look, look-see. A little looky-loo. Right. Follow us on all the social medias. That's uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, TikTok, uh, TikTok, Twitter. Actually, we don't have a Twitter, but that's fine. Just Russian lakes, so we uh, everything. Yeah, come find us and uh, shout out. Thank you, Moose, for for filling in for Mikey. Hey, no problem. I just I hope I I did the job. I think <laughs> you definitely you did you did us the favor. That's Thank sweet you, sweet little virgin. Oh, that ass was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that tuned in, thank you. Uh, again, check us out. We drop new episodes every Wednesday everywhere you listen to s- podcasts. Um, this will be up on YouTube shortly, and it'll be on Twitch for the next two weeks or yep. a week or how, two weeks. when does it stay? Mm-hmm. Um, also, tune in tomorrow. Actually, next Saturday. It's next Saturday. Next when Saturday, the show comes. 10 p.m. Right. Ne- next Saturday, 10 p.m., Comatose Kills. Live on Twitch. Live on Twitch. And then tomorrow, Sam, what are you doing? Playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Part two. So tune in. Yeah. Give them stickies. <laughs> all the stickies, all the bits, all the subs. Give us subs and bits and stickies right now, too. We love you guys. Till next we week. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. It's the Russian left swing.